And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. He's a Bergeron in the streets and a Saget in the sheets. It's Alan Moss. And he's a comedian and a man they call the host of the Space Cave podcast. It's David Huntsberger. Chef Jeff is here to show you how to wiretap that ass. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little Waldorf salads. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello and welcome back, David Huntsberger. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Hello, Alan Moss. Hello. Daniel, hi. Hi. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Allison. Wait, are you Allison? I'm Nipples. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I'm saying I'm Nipples yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> nipples. Nipples, nipples McGee. McGee. What been, is Nipples McGee? You've sort of been Nipples McGee lately. I mean, you know. To the baby. <laughs> to I the am. baby. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Uh, if that's someone's first time listening, what I really said is I'm nibbles, but that doesn't really explain it if that's your first time. But stick around and then it'll all make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Lots to get to. Let's address, first of all, no Jenna tonight. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's at home taking care of a sick baby. Poor baby Samantha is just not feeling well today. She's got a head cold. Oh. And uh, we are just nervous parents. No, mo, mo, mo. Exactly. <laughs> we couldn't leave her alone with the babysitter. That makes so, sense. Yeah. You Although know, what, well, see, so now I have, in addition to all the old fears I have, yeah. I have all sorts of new fears piling <laughs> on the old fears. I totally get that. But in your mind, like what could happen if you leave her a sick baby with a babysitter? We have a really, really good regular babysitter that we trust. And it's more, I think for us is more like, we don't want the babysitter to go through what we should go through. Like, So you're looking after the babysitter. <laughs> really, that's really what it that's is. So Isn't nice. it like having a so really nice. clean house when you're about to have a house cleaner come over? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's exactly <laughs> right. like that. I'm going cl- to clean the car and just let the car wash guys <laughs> feel good about themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't want them to work too hard. Yeah. Come on, I'm paying them. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, we just feel like, you know, let's just, uh, we'll take it easy. We'll have one person stay home. It seems like so, the right thing to do, though, because it, yeah. I think also the idea for me would be, well, my kid is is more uncomfortable than usual. They yeah. need my soothing presence. Exactly. <laughs> well, and Samantha's not a particularly cuddly baby, so I kind of feel like Jenna's just there to take advantage of any cuddles at all <laughs> that will happen. How does that so. sit with you? The baby right, like, so the baby is, is not digging you. Not Samantha makes you earn it. She, she does. She yeah. just like, it's constantly like she will lay her head down for like three seconds and just for you to go like, oh, and then she like looks up and wants to go knock blocks over. And yeah. like, she okay. like squirm out of there? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But she, she will come up to you and ask you to like pick her up if you're sitting on the couch and as soon as you set her down, she twists and like moves her legs to just like, <laughs> like worm off the couch and you're like what was that all about <laughs> that was like me all throughout my pregnancy <laughs> and arguably still <laughs> yeah, it's true <laughs> um okay and also every time i post a show photo now i get all sorts of people saying where's sam where's sam where's sam and yes. then people are like i have to tell you i you know i would really like to see pictures of sam and elliot mm-hmm. and so i just want to bring it up so that people don't think that sure. i was like there's only room for one baby in these <laughs> yeah, photos no, not at all before no. 
Elliot was even here, you guys started letting her sleep in her own bed. Yeah. Well, I guess she's in a crib, probably. Yeah, she's right? in a crib. But she, she's uh, at home working on her own podcast. <laughs> exactly. She's developing her own brand already. <laughs> yeah. For like a solid year, we had a system going where we would show up, we'd unwrap the bed and have it all set up, and Allison would let us come over like 30 minutes early, and we'd feed Sam and get her down. Um, but the older they get, just the more uncomfortable they are about unknown places. And uh, so it just started to work better of like, we can't destroy the podcast mojo. <laughs> with oh, I hope Beer didn't make that decision for my sake. I enjoyed no. I, it. For me, the mojo was intact. Yeah, no, it was good. But also like from Jenna and I's perspective, she goes to bed at like six o'clock. And so we are fighting her for like two hours to stay awake oh, yeah. just to get over here. Right. And then, so it, it actually shaved like three hours off of our night. So how do you... So we enjoy it. If she's falling asleep, what are you doing? Are you just like poking her? You're just like, we hey. Just, you just like keep her up. Like you yeah. just like... Hey. Yeah, Jingle you keep keys. like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, look at this block. Look at this block. Try and, and hug her so she runs away. Yeah, you're <laughs> playing music and all the while she's just like screaming at you. Yeah, and things like, just set her up. <laughs> And then usually we would just break and be like, let's just get in the car and drive. Let's just drive around until it's time for the podcast. Yeah. Um, so we just decided. Just playing Metallica. Hey, and- yeah. Yeah. Just whatever we could do. Just driving crazy, all that. And so it's just easier now that she just goes to bed normal time. Yeah. Jenna and I actually get like some quiet time and the babysitter shows up and we enjoy a night out together. So wait, she's in bed at six. What time does she wake up? Six or seven a.m. God, wow. yeah, she is a like. I cannot complain. She's a fantastic baby. We when did that start? Uh, at about seven months. Oh, we have so long, yeah. Daniel. <laughs> about seven months, she was in the crib. So what we do is we stack the crib with like six uh, those Wubbanub binkies, the binkies with the little stuffed mm-hmm. animal attached to it. Uh, Wubbanub binkies. Yeah, it's okay. A, it's a binky with like a little <laughs> tiny monkey attached to it, or a, a binky is a pacifier. I thought a binky was a blankie. That's what I was. Yeah. Say. Oh no. yeah. No, sorry. Can I talk? This reminds me of one of my minor frustrations with this whole thing, which is like this every whole thing single being parenthood. Yeah, every single thing <laughs> has a silly name, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't remember what any of the names are. Allison has an amazing memory and knows exactly Bad. what everything is called. No, you still do. And so we'll be sitting in the living room and she'll like she'll be like, "Hey, can you hand me the bebop?" And I'm like <laughs> I'm like this, what? I'll pick something up and she's like, "No, that's the, you know, that's the beep boop or the the Cebu, and I'm like, just fucking call it what it is. It's like it's the nursing pillow. Just don't. Oh, the boppy, <laughs> the boppy. Yeah, yes, I don't even know. But like grown adults call, calling things by their silly names. It's, it's just you know. It's sell, It's brand, The branded name is Boppy. Boppy. It's a Boppy pillow. It's like, but it's Kleenex. a nursing pillow. That's what uh, humans know it at. Okay. <laughs> All the mothers know what you're talking about. That's right. Yeah. So, um, so one of these days, though, we are going to have to get Sam and Elliot together. Absolutely. You got to see Sam. I mean, she's walking like crazy. She walks all over the place. Dancing. Like, she's yeah, dancing she dances. on Instagram. What if yeah. you get Sam Elliot yeah. in here as a guest? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was Sam the idea. Here's some cute babies. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be more opposite of these two. Yeah. Although you never know. Yeah, you never know. Maybe it'll take two of them. He's got the best voice. Yeah. I can't do the voice. It's, it's gruff. It's the opposite of babies. And it's like give he's me got... That, give me that boppy. And it's like his mustache <laughs> has... these rascals with that boppy. <laughs> he could say those things. Yeah, it's like his mustache has a mustache, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. there's so much mustache happening. <laughs> Sorry. 
So speaking of babies, I got this tweet today from someone who, from this dildo with five followers. His avatar is not really a dildo, but that's just my assessment of his character. Um, and it said, okay, so what happened was I posted, Elliot is now a month, a month and a few days. And we took the standard one month old photo that you take with the little thing saying one month. Uh, we took about 50 of them. He's actually. already looking like 28 days. Yeah. He's yeah. holding his age very well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. He very can proud. play days younger. <laughs> we might get him emancipated so we can get like work. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't always uh, have my, whatever I post on Instagram, I don't always have it go through Twitter. I don't know why. Maybe because Twitter it draws on a larger group some of them being jerks and i feel like let's just leave this for the people who want to see the photos i don't know jerks on twitter this is the first time hearing of this i don't know it, what you're it about. just happened it was a pristine place where it was only positive nice yeah. people and then all there's one jerk ruining <laughs> it for everyone it's like the same one jerk that's on youtube <laughs> at least on the whole but anyway one guy who's very busy yeah <laughs> he's got a lot of screen very, names yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, I posted the, I think the caption was like, someone's one month old today. And then I'm like, oh, what the hell? I'm not going to hold this back for my Twitter followers. So I posted on Twitter. And for the most part, it's been very nice. And then this one guy, aforementioned guy with five followers says, said, hearing nonstop talk about a baby that no one cares about, but you and Daniel will be why you hemorrhage listeners. <laughs> hey, 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 oh. go fuck yourself. So <laughs> I was just like. I'm just no gonna, one cares about no one just you two not no a right. single person <laughs> well, a broad generalization is that i think because just some baby by the way <laughs> we're just talking about a baby nobody cares about i do understand where he's coming from except i think that my listeners really are invested in elliot because you know the whole story of my infertility and pregnancy like this is a very this is a very popular baby He's yeah. got a lot of fans. Listen, in a lot his, of people care about. In this his baby. defense, it takes a lot of guts to smack down a mom with a newborn baby. <laughs> right. Yeah, way to go. Who's been struggling for years it, yeah, with to yeah. fertility to Listen, have a baby? It, it, it takes a lot of guts. It I, does. It's, it's a brave. Got, he's a hero. A brave position to <laughs> yeah. take. Well, honestly, you have to hand it to him. What does he? What? What? Does he want my feed to go back to talking about my dog or talking about my podcast no, I'm sure he or hates retweeting the political tweets? <laughs> like, what was he here for to begin with? <laughs> I do post a joke it. every two weeks. You should dedicate it in earnest to the heroic acts that he undertakes in his life. <laughs> right. Well, so anyway. But, but hold on. Okay. But it, it, I love the idea that that one tweet like came across his feed and it was just like, fuck, I must comment on this. <laughs> fuck. I did not want to see a baby right now. <laughs> She's forcing me to look at a baby. I don't care about No one cares about this baby. Well, and I'm going to hemorrhage listeners. Yeah. At least he didn't use any hyperbole. In oh, <laughs> yeah. You're going to hemorrhage listeners. Well, so I muted him and then didn't think anything of it. Until I'm like, wait, I have a comeback <laughs> two hours later. Jeez. Oh, and then I couldn't find the tweet because I had muted him. Well, you got to unmute him. But how can you do that? You got to remember you... his username. And you I didn't, couldn't of remember. Yeah. No. And so then I was searching. Oh, on TweetDeck, you can go in and look at the people you've muted. I don't use TweetDeck. So then I was That's like searching my, my name. But... That's why you're going to hemorrhage the listeners. <laughs> the second reason is because you're not using TweetDeck. I was searching for searching my name. And then I'm like, but wait. I, and then it wouldn't come up that way. No, and I'm you like, have to but wait, if I log in as A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. And then I just thought, how, how much energy am I going to put into here with Apparently my... Apparently a lot. Yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't do it though. Oh, okay. But here was my comeback. The jerks at door call. They're out of you. <laughs> that, it felt so much like that. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. But anyway, he wrote, hearing nonstop talk about a baby that no one cares about, but you and Daniel will be why you hemorrhage listeners. And then I was going to say, yet you're still here like a stubborn piece of retained placenta. Hashtag sick burn. <laughs> but I didn't do it. But you're their bestseller. <laughs> 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 well, I wanted to do a tweet that was like also still talking. Well, un- somehow still talking about baby stuff. Yeah. So really, get him. I-, I didn't do it. Though. You called him a piece of placenta, though. That's pretty retained good. placenta. Retained placenta. Because yeah. I mean, it stays around. I get it. See, because it, it works on multiple levels. I'm not sure he would get it though if Boom, he's busted. hating baby pictures so much. I know, <laughs> right? But that's part of the sick burn, right? That's that's the point. Yeah. Should get an account going for Elliot and instantly get more followers for him than that dude. Oh, like that Ooh. half an onion? Yeah, that's yeah. trying to get more followers yeah. than Trump. Oh yeah, what's he up to? He's pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how glorious would that be if he if the half an onion got more than <laughs> Donald Trump? That would be his best. <laughs> um. So. I had an exchange recently, I don't know if you guys will relate to this, that made me realize there's a certain, in keeping kind of with my with what I was saying before, there's a certain, com- it's not a comeback, but there's a certain thing I say that I have to just purge from all my interactions. And what it is, is when someone says to me, I related so strongly to this thing you said, oftentimes they will then like tell me their story and why they related. And, and then you just tell them to eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> it's yes. a bad way to, I do you agree. think, Not I feel like they combat. don't get what I'm saying when I say that. No, um, I will then. And then when they tell me their story, it makes me feel less alone. And instead of just saying that, what comes out is I related so strongly to you and I related to you relating to me. <laughs> and I just, assume, which is funny though. But I don't mean it to be funny. I oh. they say I related. Oh, well, then that's just weird. <laughs> I know you're a genius. I think you're really smart because you think I'm a genius. Yeah. <laughs> I rela- Well, it'd be like if they say if they say you're a genius, and I'd be like, I relate. Wait, to so that. what do you mean by that? Because I know it really it really all came crashing down when um. So I so anyway, this guy with five <laughs> listeners is going. And this to, happens so regularly that you got to get it out of the system. It kind of it. it it's my. It seems to be what I always find myself saying when someone says I related so strongly to that, and then I say, and I related to you relating to me. It's so. Which, you know what that means? Yes, it means that I also thing. relate to myself. Yes, that's why it's funny. You would think that would get purged the first time it happened. It's just so odd. Well, yeah. So what does it mean in your head, though? Well, when I found means- the new go-to thing. <laughs> it- I related to you relating to me. So long. So good. You just head on through the airport. <laughs> that makes sense to everybody. It never felt as clunky and weird. Never? At- no, for some reason, I always assume that the person just gets what I'm saying. It just rolled off the tongue. I- yeah. I- you know what? Oh, boy. It was an unexamined thing, Honestly, probably. it doesn't normally come up in regular life it comes up with people talking about the podcast yeah and so maybe because maybe they're just cutting me a lot of slack whenever i say it and they're like that was a weird response from her i'm just no one's ever entered you into a loop no i relate to you (laughs) no i think i think they take it as you being funny like the way uh on your blog you intro you'd be like uh saying things like oh aren't i delightful or whatever it's like <laughs> i forget what you say what do you that say a, um i know something about awesomeness yeah like <laughs> it's like, sort of in the that co- comical voice 
Yes, that but you've I don't established. I don't and, and that's the thing is that I hope I hope that's how it's gone over cuz that is not ever how I intended. I really just thought it was <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not this stupid and clunky normally, or maybe I am, but I really thought this is just shorthand for, and you sharing your story with me made me feel less alone. Thank you. That, that's <laughs> how I read it. That's how I would that's interpret the inten- saying, yes. Oh, good. Like that's genuine, the intention. like, oh, thank you. Like, I feel closer to you. Like you're my friend now or something I, like that. I yeah. could have just lopped off the part. I could just say, and I related to you, period. But instead, related to you relating to me. <laughs> it just, it negates... The entire meaning no, of you're it. Saying I picture you, you yeah. doing it in jest. Yes. As if you're like yes. floppy hat, big sunglasses, poofy dog on a long leash, just strolling. And I relate to you relating to me. And <laughs> oh my God, I love this version of me. Oh boy. <laughs> it just seems Wait, like you're doing it as floppy, kind of a goof. Floppy hat, big glasses, but not Wendy. Different dog. No, yeah, different I mean, dog. White poodle. Dog. Yeah, more of like White poodle dyed pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so oh, sort uh, of like yeah. a legally blonde or like Ish, a yeah. loss of ops yeah, yeah, in that yeah. kind yep. of thing. Yeah. All right. You're relating to the relating. Mm-hmm. That's not the, in- yeah. What I'm trying to say is when you shared your story with me, no, the we, one we that, know what you're saying. I, Just I know nobody this. you've ever said that to. Well, knows what right. You're Except that, like I said, and I feel like I've said this. You know what? I'm just going to issue an apology to any listener who has ever heard this from me. If I've ever told you I related to you relating to me and you didn't know what I meant, I'm sorry. What I meant was thank you for sharing your story with me. It made me feel less alone. I realized what I said. With I, that. I, I, <laughs> so, I really wish that. I had had used all the extra words. Yeah. But so anyway. <laughs> I still think it's a funny thing to say. It is. If it, but it's not intended to be funny. Instead, what I said was like, since I sincerely also relate to myself. Well, it, it's bad if the person was like, um, I literally was going to commit suicide. I was so depressed. I lost everything in my life. And then I heard your show and it made me feel less alone. And you're like, I relate to you relating to me. It's, it's very awful. <laughs> it's like the thing that you do when somebody tells you that they like you and you say, you have excellent taste. A little, yeah. but I, but I to defend it, I I really feel like because you are vulnerable and you lay stuff out there, you're almost looking at it like they are from a third person point of view. So that when they say like I related to that, you're almost looking at it too like I re- I related to that. That's why I shared it. Mm. That might be too much of a reach, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that's I want that to be the case. All I all I'm trying to say is, you know, I, I've said it like fifteen hundred. We times, do know what we you're know, trying you to know say. What I'm trying. Mm-hmm, so anyway. Um, and like I said, guy with five listeners can hemorrhage himself to death right now because I'm about to talk about something involving a baby. Um, I signed up for a mommy and me class. Oh, here we go. And I care about this. <laughs> Fuck face. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's only life. Jesus Christ. Go and on. my sister said, what kind of class? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Just mommy and me is all. I, I, I honestly did not know ahead of time what it was. I just know that it's mommy and me and that a friend of mine who has a baby the same age also Wait, signed up. Her question was what kind of class? Yeah, like I think she thought maybe there's specific types of mommy and me classes. Baby hot yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. um, but it's eight sessions where you go and it's led by a therapist and it's people who every, everyone's baby is roughly the same age and you go and you sing songs and you do developmental play and then you talk about issues relating to motherhood and things like that so um so that's the part i mean i enjoyed the songs as well but i really liked the like let's all talk about how our transition to motherhood has been and then people just you can ask questions and it's just a nice way to, to of, relate to people who are dealing with kind of exactly the same stuff you are it's kind of pre preschool 
for you or for the baby? Well, for the baby, like it's yeah. you know, yeah, before preschool. It's good. It's good to get around other people that have gone through the same thing, so that you realize you're not alone. Yes, and like your thoughts aren't crazy. That's one of the things, though, yeah. that scares me about parenthood is that you de facto get lumped into groups that you have to become friends with. It's a weird thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it's because you're sharing something that is so similar and so all encompassing mm-hmm. that it's like it doesn't matter what like background you have we share something so similar I, yeah, that it's yeah. like i'll overlook anything else but if the kids were there we'd hate each other well yeah, i'm like know? legit the kids weren't there i'm like legit terrified of my son becoming really good friends with someone whose parents i don't like absolutely Ooh, oh i have yeah. i have friends that complain about that oh that I'm they're, just like, they're like trying to manage who their kids are friends yeah. with. they're like oh this one kid he doesn't really like him but his parents are so great oh yeah. and then this other kid oh they're such good friends oh their parents are such dicks we can't stand around yeah them. just like those awkward conversations yeah. with someone you don't want to talk to for hours oh. Dan if I can look at you and Jet, you like yeah. commemorative spoons don't you <laughs> yeah. get on in here <laughs> yeah. it just oh, I don't want to be in that room going oh I guess from Mississippi huh? <laughs> oh a jackalope <laughs> You know, in theory, I feel like I would like someone who likes commemorative spoons, but I think <laughs> you're right. In practice, not so much. Right. I'm the same way. In execution. Yeah. That's probably why it jumped into my head. I'm like, no, it's kind of an interesting hobby, but, yeah. but them forcing you to go through spoon by spoon <laughs> yeah. and you just being like, I want to get out of here so badly, right. but I, all right, then my kid likes this guy's kid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the question was, how has your transition to motherhood been? In what ways has it been? like been what you've expected and what ways hasn't it and i said that honestly it's been really hard um and just like kind of the stuff i was talking about on the show that it's i had this expectation that it would just come to me uh very naturally and that the second he was here i would just be filled with this maternal love and it would be just you know different than anything i expected and and instead They'd be kind of because of the traumatic birth or maybe not because of, I don't know, but I think because of that, I felt numb for a while and I have felt overwhelmed and I felt like what's wrong with me that I'm not feeling all these emotions that I expected to feel and blah, blah, blah. And I shared that. And um, the woman leading the class said that she had a very similar experience. And then at the end of the class, she was like, Allison, and she came up and she's like, I just wanted to thank you so much for sharing what you shared in class. And I'm like, I am the best at support groups. <laughs> oh my <laughs> I God. I'm so fucking good at them. You remember when, we, remember when we were the stars of the Pet Loss Oh my group? God. <laughs> we were like, we came back every week and just helped the shit out of everybody. We're so good at it. We really so were. good. We really were. Oh my God. Yeah. Healed a lot of people. <laughs> pretty great um but yeah she's like i just i just want to thank you so and i was also one of the first people to talk so i like to think that i made other people feel comfortable sharing their uh potentially unattractive thoughts anyway she's like i just want to thank you so much um for sharing what you did i related to so much of it and then I said, <laughs> and I relate to you. you relating did not. To, yeah, I did. Oh my god! Allison. Shoot! Jesus Shoot! Christ. And she, she, she oh caught herself. It had to happen. Yeah. She it, caught herself very quickly. Like she had this look, like she smelled something off, which was <laughs> my psyche. And then she like composed her face in her in into a normal face again. But I haven't stopped thinking about it. <laughs> Nor will she. And in fact, I emailed her. <laughs> no. I emailed her. No, no, no. I didn't say anything about this. She said that if you're already starting to interview caregivers, because like session four, we talk about 
hiring caregivers. So if you're already starting to do that, though, email her because there's some handouts she can send and blah, blah, blah. So I emailed her for that. But boy, it was hard not to say, by the way, when you said this. (laughs) But I'm like, that's just going to make it worse. Right? Nah, dive in there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like that attitude. Although I feel like every time I ever do that, I make it worse. I feel like you're telling me to dive in there because you just want to hear what's going to happen. Absolutely. (laughs) Because she hasn't thought of it. Has she not? even if she has like people, she'll lie and say, oh, I, yeah, I didn't even catch that. And then that'll make you feel weirder. Right. Yeah. So it's very yeah. rare that someone, when you apologize, goes, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Because right. Because that was really fucking creepy. What you said. <laughs> right. No when you apologize, that. you guarantee now they think it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, whereas they might have not thought it was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just saying I've hit the breaking point that should have come a lot sooner and I yeah. will never, ever, ever say that ever again. She's probably having wine and telling someone the story and then they're going, you're new moms. You're stressed out. She probably just wasn't. And then that's it. That's the that's last thing. That's what I'm hoping. It. That's what I'm hoping. I think so. You could be real super sly and just say, hey, you should check out this week's podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. You Another- could trick her into it. You know, this guy with five followers was a dickhead to me. I don't listen as a fan of the podcast. I talked yeah. about it on the podcast. Right, it's Check totally it that you should listen for, not anything else. But, you know, go ahead and listen. And ma'am, welcome. Yeah. Another exchange that goes through my head kind of all the time, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think it's as agree. It's more understandable. When Jenny Connor was on the show, I was extremely pregnant at that point. And Jeff, just during a break or maybe before, I remember you said... You're like, just so you know, I never come here with an empty tank of gas anymore. Right. And I was like, couldn't figure out what he meant. So I just was like, uh. like I had no reaction. Whereas Jenny Connor was like, oh, that's so sweet. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, oh, thank you so much. You know, meaning like in case I were to go into labor. Oh, 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 it took you guys a second <laughs> yeah, too. I'm like, it may- maybe no. you said it in a more in context. Yeah. Yeah, you guys were talking about the kind of bug out bag tearing to the hospital and I see thing. Okay, that, that, made, that made sense. That is it. I was following you. Oh, good. Okay. Just to elevate myself, just a touch. Yeah, please do. It's <laughs> fine, man. I'm so out of it. Well, I'm sure I recounted it in a way that with, I connected the dots less than if you had been here, you really would have understood. Um, just so everyone knows, your gas tank is never full. <laughs> you empty it all day. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that is. Uh, so does Elliot. So does Elliot. Yeah. Isn't that kind of like typical? Like that's my favorite kind of stoner humor. Is just that like nodded off sort of. Hey man, I, I your house is on fire. I put it out for you. Cool man. There's <laughs> <laughs> no real realization of exactly like the. Yes, crap. I get that. That oh, wait, was it. My house was on fire. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So then all of a sudden I realized I was like, oh, oh yeah, and I said something like I just couldn't figure it out. Because I have pregnancy brain. And then Jenny, remember Jenny Connor was like, okay, good. Because I thought, that's kind of cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think about that every day. Not every day, but I think like, I hope she realizes that I'm actually a person with empathy and I and warmth. But at that moment, I just couldn't figure anything out because I was pregnant and But slow. then you mentioned it? Like so, you clear. So she left there, going like, "Oh, it took her a second, but she got it." She did, yeah. I feel, but like I have this I... urge to go back and really, really make sure. Yeah, because yeah, I never. You who does that? I never right go now. back. I just leave the <laughs> moments hanging there. Like, eh, they'll probably figure it out later that I'm okay. But I, <laughs> yeah. I always leave them thinking like, eh, "There's no way they saw that and thought that I was a reasonable person." It's like making a mixed drink. Like, if if it's not working, you either need to just 
throw it out or drink it or so like you can't fix it the times i have tried to fix anything it, you're right it never yeah. went well yeah, yeah it never gets better yeah i wish there was like a socially acceptable way to do that because we all do it yeah so why not like give someone a chance and i think it, you have to marry the person because like <laughs> yeah. you and i can do it you and i can be like okay i know this is stupid but remember when i said this thing i meant it this way yeah you can pretty much only do it with someone you're married to but here's the funny thing i don't think I can't think of anything when somebody has done something like that to me, and I'm sure they've done it tons of times, Yeah, where I've gone away thinking, what a fucking weirdo. You know, you just go, oh, they may... Like, if it's obvious they're being awkward, I always feel like it's kind of endearing Yeah, to me, because I go, oh, that they probably feel bad about that, but I think it's endearingly human to make that mistake. Why would I assume other people aren't the same to me, right? I mean, yeah, and there's why? also context too. If you meet someone and they say something that's a little bit out of context or doesn't quite add up, yeah. you can sort of assess them as a person and say, "Well, they're not a crazy person." So yeah. you kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll give you a sort of similar thing, sort of in this vein. I was at work and a guy recently who's the nicest guy, the, you know, one of the nicest guys in the office, and I was holding. Oh, a, he dropped down from the nicest to one of the nicest. <laughs> he just got demoted. <laughs> so well, I'm the nicest. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. I, I, I only dropped him down because who knows? I haven't really done the ranking officially, so I don't want to make anything official. Yeah, okay? you're worried about someone else <laughs> listening. Enough. Yeah, there could be someone nicer. That's all I'm saying. But he's definitely just off the top of my head. Pro- he's up there. Um, so I'm walking down the hall, and it's one of those long halls, and you go, and okay, this is gonna we're gonna pass. So okay, so and I've and I'm holding a can of soda in my right hand. And he's like, hey, man, because he hadn't seen me in a while because I've been out of the office. And he, like, raised his hand to fist bump my soda can. My, and, like, he thought I was doing that. Oh. And I was like, oh. And then he, he missed because I didn't know. <laughs> and then I thought, and then I'm like, oh, he probably feels so awkward about that because he tried to fist bump someone who's holding a soda can. <laughs> and I loved it. Yeah. So, but then it, you just continued walking, and that well, was yeah. Then I just kept walking. What are you gonna do? I'd be like, "Hey, dude, it's all good." You know, like don't worry about what just happened. That <laughs> well, I think that like, like <laughs> especially in current, uh, like the hero in most stories is the person who acknowledges that and says like a quit. Hey, we tried our best. But I just don't know something- what that would be though, because because to me, I just think it's it's funny, but I don't think yeah. he should feel bad about it and it makes me feel bad that he might feel bad were you like leading with the can how were you holding this can that he thought <laughs> it was was body? Yes. No, no, i was holding it like normal like you're walking like your this. right shoulder was passing him and you, your right arm was holding yeah just like a normal height not like i wasn't like reaching it out like here it was just normal. Yeah, your arm is ninety degrees. It was so normal yeah. that that's why it was a little strange. Like you, he, he yeah, was like, it, oh, fist, bu-, and then like what, and then oh, he was trying to, and then uh, <laughs> I just say you, the hand when you're holding a can is not in fist bump position. I know you would have to tip the can over, right, to do the fist. I know bump. Yeah. Th- that's what made yeah. it, but it's like. I maybe he thought you just didn't know how to give a proper fist bump, and he was just trying to like meet you halfway. <laughs> My what the thing <laughs> I want to do? One of the nicest guys. I mean, he's pretty nice. <laughs> no, right? but like the thing <laughs> I want to do after that is is give him a hug. Like I want to be like, it's good, man. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah. But then that's that way over the top. <laughs> yeah. No. Way that's too like, far. Ugh. Yeah. So of course I don't. You know. But hey, anybody who does something awkward, know that I want to hug you. So you love him because. Of his embarrassment, I you think he's feeling, but you're when not sure. I he's feeling. see something awkward in a person or something, when I see something awkward in a person, it makes me love them. Yeah. It, it opens 
my heart to them because I think I see it's like the opposite of someone trying to project perfection. That mm-hmm. is alienating. But if somebody is awkward and flawed, <laughs> it's and they, so shedding so much light <laughs> on us. Yeah, and like if they're if they're extremely flawed and extremely awkward, <laughs> I marry them. <laughs> um, but don't you though? Like, isn't that yes? Yeah, so it's someone's humanity. It's you see the humanity there, you know, and you see the I don't know. It's like yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you'll you'll see a person in the, in like I don't know anywhere like on Jeopardy or just standing at a street corner, and that person has that maybe is carrying themselves in a way that seems like they're not comfortable with themselves or something. And it's like I just want to hug them, <laughs> you know? Like you just <laughs> on wanna, Jeopardy. <laughs> oh my god! Like they they've been because they get the, the biggest collection of nerds ever on yeah. Jeopardy, and you just like sometimes you'll see them and you're just like, what a sweet person. You know, like <laughs> to take yeah. that one step further, I have the thing where sometimes I'll hate someone just based on their face. Yeah, I don't. It's yeah. not like an okay. I'm glad the that- punchable face syndrome, mm-hmm. like <laughs> what Steve Miller has. Yeah, or what's that guy? The White House. Yeah, the little Goebbels. Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller. Yeah, he has a punchable face syndrome. Right. So it's not always punchable. Sometimes it's just like there's just something about your face that rubs me the wrong way, and I feel a flash of hate. He has yes. the hanging face eyes. The whole everything's very hangy. Yeah. And there's no emotion to it. Who that's hateable. Like I get like if you mm-hmm. see that, I would imagine most people just given like a psychological test, flash, 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 right. flashes. Something they would with. click a button when they saw his. Like yeah, the Germans have a word for this. I'm gonna look it up. I oh, know they, they do? do. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> like course, Ted, Ted course. Cruz has it too. I don't mean yeah, to be Ted, picking yeah. on on Republicans. I'm sure there's plenty of Democrats that. Have, but like just that that face. You know, fine. I'm gonna punch that face. I just want to punch it. I don't. I don't want to do anything illegal. Yeah. Punching well, sometimes is illegal. Punching, I'm um, technically yeah. yeah. Like I want to type of thing. I want to punch it, but not with any, you know, uh, um, not with your fist. N- with no without outcome, any, without any contact. I just want the satisfaction of punching it. Like I want to. Maybe we can make a silicon copy of the face, and I can just punch it. This seems like time well spent. <laughs> <laughs> well, so That's anyway, I'll hate someone based on their face. Back fifingeist. For real? I'm, I'm back Pfeifengeist. I'm pronouncing this absolutely wrong. Wait, what does it mean? Face. A German compound word for, quote, a face that should be slapped. That is well, an amazing go. word. Wow. Daniel, do you want to take a stab at pronouncing that? Yeah, it's, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, back Pfeifengeist. Back Pfeifengeist. Back Pfeifengeist. No, sorry. Uh, back Pfeifengeist. Geschicht. Und I Geschicht. saw him und I was thinking Backpfeifengeschicht. <laughs> no, Backpfeifengeschicht. Backpfeifengeschicht. Yes. Geschicht. I'll never get it. It's a pretty good word. I wish I wish I could possibly remember it. I won't. Well, so anyway, because this, this ties into your loving people's awkwardness. I will uh-huh. hate someone based on their face for a second. And then I think that's a completely shallow reason to have that feeling. And then I will come around to feeling love for them, but almost because I f- it's, it's a love born of guilt. It's I like think, I'm fighting I mean, against my a, back Pfeifengeist. It's a thing. Like when people reach a certain age, so many times their personality is baked into their face. Well, then I do wonder, am I picking up on something? Yeah. Well, isn't that I the think, saying? Like but, by the time you're 30, you have the face you deserve? Yeah. Yeah. And, but I think that both can be true. I think that someone can have their 
assholishness ba- baked into their face, and that you can also feel love for them because you feel bad for them. <laughs> I, I think I think love an asshole. Yeah. I think you're right. I and, think yeah. Go don't ahead. you just get a flash like their whole childhood and their whole life to a certain degree? Yeah. You just see all those little moments of missed high fives or just those little hours where they relating. didn't get the hug. <laughs> yeah. Or when people, relating to some, them, relating to me. If somebody's really miserable and they frown a lot, like they get the little lines in their yeah. forehead and they get the little downturned corners in their mouth. That's a and part of it. I feel sorry for them and I, then I love them. I wonder Anyhow. if there's anybody who has a backfife in Gesheshed, uh who is actually a really good person that I could think of because there I think, probably is. I think I the really... people I think of tend to be extremely smug and there's also this sociopathic kind of like unsmiling eyes thing. Mm-hmm. And I think I might be picking up on that as opposed to anything in there. F- but I don't know. It'd be someone should do a study. Al. I'll get on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, open up my study books. I find oh. when I'm walking down the street, is the most frequent case of seeing someone who's they look like their face is perpetually in just a grimacey yeah. sort of uh, miserable miserable yeah and you can't help but think like was well, that their genetics just their whole life has been this like they're the happiest brain. person you've ever met with just a miserable <laughs> face yeah. sorry about my face and it looks like this. I'm just delighted to be outside it doesn't it seems yeah. more so like they're choosing to be kind of negative and they wear it around and then they project that out into the I world. I feel like that's true. Yeah. I think so. Oh, there's people who smile with their smile is actually a frown. You know, like, yeah. You ever see those people? I don't know. I don't know. I, that's what I do wonder. Are we picking up on something? I feel or, like probably. Or are we just being shallow? I think it could be that too. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe you should just send them flowers. But you're wondering what that has to do with the anything. guy on the street that I see. Yes, Mr. <laughs> Negative. Flowers would cheer him up. Have you ever forgotten your anniversary? If you're not nodding, yes, you're lying, Daniel. When's oh, our anniversary? Um, <laughs> see, Daniel. No, really. Soon. No, it's Wednesday. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Well, by the time you guys tomorrow. hear of us, it was yesterday. Oh yeah, today's Aww. Tuesday. I'm gonna make it easy for you, not you. Daniel, the listeners, but also you. Pro Flowers is my (laughs) go-to. Pro Flowers is my go-to for flowers. They're fresh, priced rice, and are a perfect gift for literally anyone. And they get delivered straight to the recipient's door. How easy is that? And right now, Pro Flowers has a special offer just for Allison Rosen's new best friend listeners. Get $10 off your purchase of $29 or more. This deal works on best-selling gifts like their 100 Blooms bouquet, a dozen red roses, or even their totally unique plant gifts. To snag this great deal, just go to proflowers.com and enter Allison Rosen at checkout. Pro Flowers bouquets are guaranteed fresh for seven days or your money back. They have seven-step quality check, which means the flowers are always awesome. Their website is very easy to use. You can schedule your delivery ahead of time for any date you want and then get back to your day. Pro Flowers is a no-brainer for birthdays, anniversaries, any occasion. The aforementioned feeling guilty because you disliked someone you saw on the street based simply on their face. That's an occasion to send them nice flowers. Uh, anytime you want someone to feel special, they take care of all the details. So do yourself a favor and help out our show by supporting Pro Flowers. I know you have either a birthday or your anniversary coming up. So right now, get $10 off your purchase of $29 or more at Pro Flowers, but this deal definitely won't last long. Just go to proflowers.com and enter the code Allison Rosen at checkout. Again, that's Allison Rosen. It's easy to remember. It's my name at checkout to get the special deal. Okay. 
You know, I don't think you'd necessarily have to have guilt to send the person the flowers. They could just be out of pure altruism of like, this is going to get. But then what if you gave them advice in the card to the flowers? Like, Oh, <laughs> like, hey, work on your face. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's like an old hacky stand up thing. Like, are you enjoying the show? Tell your face. Because <laughs> <And then> <laughs> people do sit there and like, they, presumably having fun, but their faces just look so miserable. So maybe flowers and like, hey, does this feel good? Go look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Go have a look at that and work on that thing because you're taking it out in public with you right. and it's absurd. These right. flowers aren't for you. They're for your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Memorize this feeling in your face. I, when I was in high school, I know now... Um, like some of the hashtags of like, yes, all women and stuff. People mm-hmm. like women get told to smile all the time. And yeah. it's really fr- But when I was in high school, girls, especially like old upperclassmen or whatever, would say that to me a lot. Like smile. Like I think I just walked around with kind of a scowly <laughs> grimace and you should smile. And it really did make me realize, like, oh, yeah, I do. I can't be walking around all frustrated all the time. Right. But is that why you were walking around like that? Because I could also see someone thinking like it's cool to look to be brooding. Oh, that was me. <laughs> I think I was just awkward. I was really short. So I think I was just kind of walking around like no one's looking at me. And I was just totally unaware of what my face was doing. And I, I do think it's strange to walk around like just smiling away. Mm-hmm. That seems strange. So. It, I think it's hard though in high school because when you're smiley and happy, it's an openness, right? Mm-hmm. And being open is being vulnerable. Yeah. You know, so you, you, know, you don't want to. And you're sending a mixed message when you're all smiling and you have a necklace with an ear on it. Yeah. Well, that was one time. But the. Um... Wait, was that only one time? It was Daniel just one day. Wore a rubber ear it was one day. I, it's not like I did why. it regularly. It was one day I wore it. Oh, I thought that was your class. thing. That was no, like your no, no, no. signature yeah. uh, accessory. No, no, no. I, I went to, uh, I was taking a summer school, <laughs> a summer school math class at the uh, community college there. Actually, the same college that uh, Jared Loeffner went to, famous. Um, and <laughs> everyone was so like in their own fucking world. No one socialized or anything. And I was like, I wonder if anyone will say anything if I wear a rubber ear around my neck. And like, what will it take? And nobody said, a f- no one Not reacted at all. But that would make yeah, people talk to you less. <laughs> I guess. I had, a lot of, I had a lot of ideas that in retrospect, the, yeah, the whole school. The whole like I'm gonna brood, and then all the girls yeah. will think I have like this mysterious inner life, you know, and they'll be like <laughs> interested in me. And in fact, it's like no, people are just attracted to happy people. Like it's pretty simple. <laughs> that <laughs> ear know? seems like step one to now. I'm gonna bring a knife. Yeah, you know? right. Stay away from ear guy. <laughs> right, like it's not what I, I, I wanted. I picture you in the drama club photo, like screaming into the ear. <laughs> <laughs> You're not listening to me. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Were you in the drama awesome. club? No. But didn't you do something drama related? Uh, well, I did like stage crew yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I was a, I was around <laughs> I the like, drama club. Yeah. Chunky chicken vegetable, chunky chicken <laughs> vegetable, chunky chicken vegetable, chunky chicken vegetable. You presented it like, well, I did this thing that maybe you're thinking of. That's no, really but it's not drama. It's not drama. See, I know to you they're totally different. To me, no, they're no, similar. But I wasn't acting or anything. What did you do for stage crew? I was I was a stage crew guy. That's like yeah. I lived in the back. I didn't want yeah, to. Yeah, that's what I was stage manager. Yeah, exactly. Taking a, an immense amount of pride in it. Right. We're the like, ones that actually make yeah. it happen. Well, <laughs> I turned the lights on. So it was <laughs> we wouldn't crazy. even have the show if you wouldn't for me. <laughs> we did like, black dark in here. <laughs> <laughs> I think my freshman year, my my friend, my best friend and I, like, I don't know, his brother was older and he got us that job. And then our by our junior year, the principal we had such a fucking weird ass high school, man. It was like our 
like our fucking principal would go to parties and smoke weed with the kids at parties on the weekends and shit. Where like, was this? What? Yeah. Um, this yeah, is in t- Tucson. No, that's normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this so this was at Ridgemont High. <laughs> at, at a school called Rincon. Um, it's so like, I relate to you relating to me, man. Yeah, man. Oh, it does sound cool. <laughs> so like they like our junior year, me and my friend Matt. They gave us a master key. So we had a big auditorium, one of these schools built in the 50s where it has a massive auditorium. And they'd rent it out constantly. So it was like not only school productions, but like just on the weekends. Churches. Yeah, like churches would have like a band or something or some sort of thing. And so we would manage it like for we would do everything. So yeah. we would do the light board and we would stage manage and everything like that. It, but we had a master fucking key. So we would go in and we could get into the basement. We could get into the, um, into the, uh, the, there was like these tunnels under the school that were, um, what, what do you call it? Fallout shelters. You had a master key. Yes. <laughs> I, I, now we were good kids. Maybe they knew that like these fucking goody two shoes. Kids aren't going to do anything bad. But like we could get onto the roof, and it was like this massive thing, and we would get up on the roof and eat lunch, like at the top on top of the school, and wow. we could go underneath the school, and yeah. So in hindsight, it's like so many this levels thing. to this story. Yeah, Literally. there's there's below and yeah. there's above, and there's in the middle. <laughs> I was a real I was a real life phantom of the opera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, that so and again, I was around the drama. I was living in my own drama, but I wasn't actually performing. Gotcha. And what about you, Al? Uh, I started in like the stage crew of like I was prop master, Ooh. and then uh, and then I went to like this brand new high school that was all super fancy, and so they had like all the like the nice light board and all oh, that nice. stuff. So I would do lights and mics and all that and then i went more like onto the performing side of like my rock band's gonna play for the, for <laughs> yeah. the show and then i mock five yeah. mock five i think then was aisle nine maybe uh, oh i'm not yeah, sure yeah shaken not stirred one of those <laughs> quality bands would aisle nine ever open for shaken not stirred <laughs> You know, it, it, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. Because sometimes I would, like, I would play anyone. bass in one band and guitar in the other. And so, like, you know, I could play, you know, one party but two bands. That's awesome. You could mix terrible. it shaken but not five. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the cover band. <laughs> David Huntsberger. Yeah, did, I was. Did you do I, anything in drama? I did seventh and eighth grade. And then, uh, yeah, when high school got there, I, I wanted to. And then I. I, you kind of had to choose between that and football, and I played football. Like, you did, mm-hmm. and uh, sorry to sound as surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I was tiny, but yeah, I I played. What, what position? I played cornerback, defensive oh, okay. back. That, that makes year. sense. Yeah, I remember them guys. I was like five two, one hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, but you're probably fast. I was speedy enough. Yeah, yeah. we were horrendous. We were fast. so bad, and then no one got cut, which was the beauty. So I just like showed up and made the team, which was nice. <laughs> but I can be cornerback, quarterback, corner, <laughs> cornerback. Get out of here! I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I remember a, a kid that I was like in drama with, like being so psyched that he got a part in a play, and he was running and kicking his feet up in a very <laughs> effeminate way. And then he, like, I saw him, and he ran kind of into me, and he stopped and was like, kind of composed himself. And I think he was thinking like, oh boy, this jock. This- <laughs> He's just like, oh fuck. <laughs> but I was really jealous. Like, damn, I wish I was like in that play too. <laughs> what play was it? Do you remember? 
<laughs> I don't, because I know the year before we had done uh, Romeo and Juliet, so I don't think it was that. But you did that. notice how goofy he was looking, though. I mean, he looked was... absurd. Like, when I think of people doing the most, like, I'm a nerdy kid imaginable, I, that's yeah. nothing compared to what I saw. It was just so right. absurd. Right. But just pure joy. Like, sure. little right. high schooly kid. Oh, that's uh, so sweet. Yeah. What's uh, he doing now? Do you know? I want to say... Uh, he he maybe was like he was really religious and i think he f- later came to terms with the fact that he was like closetedly gay but i'm i think i'm reaching i don't remember really i haven't spoken with him wait in which aspect time. of this are you not sure about whether he came what to terms he's up with to it? at all <laughs> okay <laughs> any of it <laughs> yeah. i think i projected that like hey, yeah. this dude's gotta gotta be <laughs> uh gay but i i don't know i don't think so. who knows i don't know what they're up to <laughs> Jeff, did you do drama? I did not. In retrospect, I kind of wish I did. I think it would be fun and interesting. It would have been creative. But no, I had to give up all activities at school to be the janitor there and then to go to punk rock shows where there were no girls whatsoever. Because that was Isn't a Jeff great the coolest? Idea. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I was so going to say, that's that cool. cool. Yeah. 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 Because it's like you chose, and most of the other kids are just going exactly where they're herded to go. Well, we all like the Ninja Turtles now? Okay. We all like Green Day now? All right. Yeah. But you were like, oh, have you heard of No Effects or something like that? Like, that seems interesting. Yeah, it was interesting, but it was just, it's fine. It, it was great. It was a great time. But yeah, it was just a big sausage party of smelly dudes with $5 between <laughs> yeah. them, you know, yeah. which was fun at the time, but in retrospect, seems like a was, little bit of a waste of time. I was friends with all the punk rockers. I always liked the punk rockers, but I could, I just didn't have it in me to be one. I wasn't. They cor- didn't even I take you with the was. ear thing. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I wasn't, I feel like in a way I wasn't courageous enough to like commit to the punk rock yeah. thing. But I do weird ass shit like wearing ear around, so I don't know what the well, fuck. This was like. long enough ago, being the senior member at this table, that it didn't take much to be punk rock. And oh, yeah. people that were into punk rock, really, you didn't know it. Because oh, okay. you just didn't look that weird. You would get the crap beat out of you if you looked weird at all. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because at my school, they all had like, they would wear, they would they would dress punk rocky. Like, yeah. yeah. That cost money. Like, nobody did that. Yeah. It was like punk rock back then was like jeans, chucks, and a t-shirt. For me, that's, I think, yeah, it wasn't too far from yours. There's a guy that I'm really good friends with now who, the first punk rock show I ever went to see, he was playing bass in one of the bands. And the friend that I went to the show with worked with him at Wendy's and didn't even know he was into punk rock. He looked that square, but there he was playing one of the bands. This was a huge insult, and this was this was the precursor to you getting beat up. Would be someone yelling "Hey Devo," that was the big insult. People didn't even know what Devo was. They go "Hey Devo, whip it," and then they would come beat you up. <laughs> At my school, and I think this was school specific because I've asked around, and no one else, no one else went to school where they said this. A big insult, and this was in fourth grade, was. Take a ride on the soul train. What? What? But there was a specific way they would say it. They would say, take a ride. I said wide. <laughs> take a ride on the so train. And they'd really like <laughs> That was a precursor for fighting? No, it no, it wasn't. It <laughs> yeah, was what does just that mean? <laughs> it was a real big insult. Oh. It was like what you say. It was like it, hey, it, fuck it off. seems like vaguely <clears throat> racist, don't you know? You know? Oh. <laughs> Hmm. Well, I don't think anyone realized. What is it though? Well, Soul Soul Train. Well, Soul Train was a show, right? But isn't it a yes? It's a black show. Yes. So, and then to be like Soul Train seems like you're mocking it, right? 
perhaps it's just not cool i didn't know what it meant no, i don't think anyone <laughs> well knew i it doubt it was consciously that i'm just saying like it seems that way yeah ours was just somebody call the wambulance <laughs> and then it was on <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I when I I was a substitute teacher in like southeast San Diego, which no one believes is like really dangerous, a lot of gang activity and stuff, but it was pretty gnarly. And the kids would say, Oh, you're gonna catch a fade. That dude's huh. about to catch a fade. And I never knew what it meant, but it sounds cool. It's what, way cooler. Yeah, what I is think a fade? A fade is a haircut. Yeah, yeah. But like, oh the dude's about to catch a fade. It just means get the crap eaten out of you. Wow. Yeah. I've never, yeah, that's interesting. Did you guys go to schools that said face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. with the like. The, yeah, you do that. Like you oh, got faced. That's you got a little faced. faced. Then that wrestler dude brought it back years later and people acted as if it was his thing. But if you're around in the 80s or 90s, you're like, that's stolen. Like right. We, yeah. did, did, that. we but, did a yeah. different thing. For the listener, what Daniel and David are doing is holding their hand in front of their face and kind of like waving it around. <laughs> <laughs> well, not waving it around for me. It was just like you just claws like. Claws a little bit. Oh, claws yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ours was. <laughs> Claws in the face, but then you pull down, like clawing your face off. However, huh. face in your face, facial, <laughs> these all refer to like jizz in your face, correct? Whoa, whoa. No, 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 So many things Jesus can hit Christ, your face. Allison, <laughs> the family show. Honey. <laughs> the well, only what, thing what baby in the room. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. In, in what way is something all over your face then for you? That's not in that your face. It could be ripping your face off. It could be a fist I punching you in the face. I never thought of it as something but that was going facial? into your face. It, cause no. It's that the was same. in your face kind of thing. That was what I thought. Yeah. Oh, because, okay. Well, at aforementioned school with the take a ride on the soul train, latent racism, there was also face or facial. That's what people would say. I like to think it was birthed from the ultra nerds that were like thinking, well, you can be self-effacing, but can I efface you? (laughs) Oh, I am effaced. Claws in the face. I just effaced you, my friend. And then it took off. Probably. (laughs) I really think it might be jizz in the face. I mean, look, a lot of these (laughs) things. It really makes more sense to me. So who did the kids learn it from then? They're like 10 when they're picking up on Uh, that. I feel a lot of these things originated in California, no and yeah. so you might be closer to the epicenter of that, and maybe that is what it was well, from, no, that's but not that's how not I, what any no, of no. us thought of it. Like two yeah. weeks ago, I was like, oh my God, that's what that meant. Well, when I was a kid- I, we I didn't to, understand it to be that then. Sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. We would call people jerk-offs, mm-hmm. and we were getting in trouble for that, but yeah. we didn't know what jerking off was. This was like yeah. right. first or second right. grade. Just like, hey, that guy's a jerk-off. It's like just general insult. Yeah. I lived or, in- uh, go, Nevada. Ahead. go ahead. Sorry. Well- Scumbag is a condom. Really? Mm-hmm. And I just my, my parents taught yeah. me that. <laughs> so far along in life, how am I just right, yeah. finding scumbag? Right. Like, is it, it like a apostrophe scumbag? Oh, I don't think so. No, <laughs> <laughs> that works though. I like that. <laughs> that ha- like, Sorry, that makes Al. some sense. <laughs> I can't. I did not. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um, well, that's like sucks. I didn't understand how people thought of that as a dirty word. Like, how could sucks be a bad word? Oh, right. And then it's like, oh, when you get yeah. much older, like 40. You know what we're discussing? Hmm. Seeing things more clearly, which reminds me, I want to tell you about Hubble contact lenses. Yeah. You guys, I can't help it. I've been blessed with 2020, cur- blessed and cursed with 2020 vision, except that since pregnancy, now I think I'm both nearsighted and farsighted. I don't know if that's possible, but I'll be looking at my baby right in front of me and I'll be like, 
My eyes aren't focusing, and then I'll try to look at the television, and my eyes still aren't focusing. So you're just going blind, is what that's called. <laughs> I might, I might need to get contact. <laughs> oh, that's near and far at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's definitely much. not going blind. Well, there's not like mid-sighted, is there? Maybe. I don't know what it is, but anyway, contact lens wearers, people who are going to be contact lens wearers, are you tired of overpaying for uncomfortable contact lenses? Do you overwear your contact lenses to save money? What if I told you that you can get a fresh pair of lenses every single day for $30 a month? Do the math. That's a dollar a day. This is half the price of other brands. Go to HubbleContacts.com to get your first two weeks free. And as I was saying, cursed with perfect vision that seems to no longer be perfect. However, our own Alan Moss, that's right. not so lucky no. in the vision department. I have worn contacts since uh, fourth, fifth grade. Wow. Yeah. And these are like the thinnest, lightest... Uh, you recently tried that Hubble I, that I've worn. Yeah, because yeah. usually they're really thick and heavy. You feel them set on your eyes, and these yeah. just like that's why I stopped right wearing contacts. Yeah, these just yeah. snap right on. You should try the, Hubble, Daniel. Yeah. yeah. So they're and the um the packaging. Yeah, the, and the way they because the way they come they come super compact. It's like really really legit. They come in sort of like almost they're they're boxed, but it's almost like a tube box, and it's uh it's much more convenient than the other contacts that I had. Contacts are expensive because four companies control 97% of the market. Until now, Hubble sells directly to you so they can offer contacts, contacts for half the price, no more overpaying or overwearing. They've been featured in Vogue, GQ, TechCrunch, Mashable. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Easy on the eyes and the wallet. Go to HubbleContacts.com to get your first two weeks of lenses for free. That's 15 pairs of lenses for free. You really can't beat this deal. Hubble is offering my listeners two weeks of free contacts. So go to HubbleContacts.com and get 2020 vision for half the price. That's H-U-B-B-L-E Contacts.com. H-U-B-B-L-E Contacts.com. All right. But really, I don't know what it means that all of a sudden now my eyes won't focus on things that are close and far. I think it might just be fatigue, that thing of like, I'm so tired, I can't see straight, literally. For me, I'm crazy nearsighted. I can't see anything. And when I'm tired late in the day, I have a hard time going back and forth between different things. Right. Yeah, that one, so tired, I can't see straight. And also, when you're so drunk, you can't see straight. Those are both, they can be very literal. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. that from my drinking days of being like, oh, yeah, I, I'm squinting and things are still very blurry. <laughs> Which is also being faced. Yeah. Yes, it is. S-faced. Potentially S-faced. catching a fade, too. Yeah, well. You're faded. Yeah, Doesn't you're faded. Doesn't faded yeah. mean something? Yeah, yeah. Faded yeah, means, yeah. That's, in San Diego, once again, that's what the surfers would say when they were drunk. Faded. Faded, man. Faded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You sound just like a surfer. <laughs> You guys, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything, click through the banner on my website, Allison. By the way, this is not the end of the show. I know there was a tone in my voice that made it seem like the end. It, We're yeah, just did. beginning. It's, there's three more hours of quality material and five more hours of show. Um, go to Amazon. They have everything. Click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you for your Amazon support. Also, I'm on Patreon. Patreon is awesome. It's sort of like Kickstarter. You can support artists, podcasters, etc. on an ongoing monthly basis. You can get extra bonus episodes every month. You can get access to an exclusive interactive live video stream. There's a, a level where you get merchandise in the mail. Go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Rosen. patreon.com 
com slash Allison Rosen to find out more. Let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Jamos for A Rose says instinctively check the mail on federal holidays, even though I know nothing was delivered. Mm-hmm. I don't even check the mail on days where I suspect something was delivered. Yeah. That's because yeah. I check the mail, honey. Yeah, there's always one person I think. Uh, my girlfriend is the Daniel in our situation. <laughs> she loves the mail. Don't, I think don't Daniel tell me all the, about that. Daniel is reluctantly the Daniel in this situation. Uh, I don't think he I, loves I the definitely mail. Otherwise, it would just be overflowing. Yeah. The, yeah. By the way, that was the name of my autobiography, The Reluctant Daniel. <laughs> um, yeah. And, well, I think what's happened is Amazon's fucked me over because they now will have shit delivered on Sundays. So... Ooh. It's game on. I it, shit can come any day now. Mm-hmm. I have no. Do holidays? Are you delivered? I don't know. You know, mm. maybe all around the so clock. So I have to check. Who's the reluctant Daniel in your relationship, Al? We both just forget to check the mail. Oh, neither of you. We use a, a mailbox service, and so we don't like anything coming to the house. Oh, so the only huh. thing that comes to the house it's is junk. garbage, and so we just like forget about it for a few days until the the mail person has just littered mail on our front doorstep and we go like oh yeah we should address this you know what you should do oh Oh, go ahead you should get a mailbox cut the bottom out of it and put a trash can underneath it so when (laughs) so when the mailman opens the thing and he puts it it just goes right into the trash yes yes that would be the better way you still have to take that out from time to time we we have like the slot in the side of the house though (laughs) that like it has to go in and then down and around to get into the house and so he just like just jams it in uh until (laughs) it's just like so full of mail that you can't even. It's just all ripped up and torn and terrible. Huh. Wait, it has to go in down. It's like, like a like it's like, like a, it's amusement like, ride. For like if, mail. if you ever had one of those like uh, spy glasses as a kid, where it like uses a set of mirrors like to a like periscope. Like, yeah, it's like a periscope. Periscope mail slot. Yeah. So it, like crease crumple. Yeah, like crumple. your like our opening is like maybe twelve inches below the outside opening, mm. and so the mail is supposed to drop into that. But no mail fits in that. It was, so they just keep jamming back in the days when random letters. People had smaller mail. Right. They didn't send me like twelve catalogs of right. Uh, I don't know kitchen redos and all that stuff that I don't need. Yeah. So does mail get stuck in this periscope? Oh yeah, yeah. And then you either have to reach from the bottom mail. or you have to go outside and dig through your own mailbox like an idiot. How frequently do you guys check your mailbox? Because we also have a box that. Is probably overflowing. Uh, we only check it maybe like twice a week, or if we get a notification if there's a package that doesn't fit in the mailbox. Me too, it's pretty great. Then we like force ourselves to go there. Um, yeah. So it just depends. So it's probably two, three, four times a week. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, it's close to the house, so we just swing on by. They know us. They're nice to us. They like they'll pull our mail before we get in the door. Oh, that is they're nice. Fantastic. Yeah. I we actually chose ours. Sorry, Jeff. We actually chose ours because it was a little more expensive, but. They were super nice, and so many mail places Uh-oh. are they're they're so rude. I don't know what it is about mailbox places, but there's one in the in this neighborhood which I won't name. That when I, I used one. to live in this neighborhood years ago, I mean, this would have been 10 years ago at this point, I was looking for a mailbox service and I went there and they were such wangs that I was like, I <laughs> yes. am not giving you yes. my business. And I know exactly <laughs> the one you're talking about. I went there for a notary public. Right. And I was Here's just the like, thing. Oh. I just went there like six months ago. Yeah. I had to do something and I went there 
and it was it's, it appeared to be completely different people, and there were still wangs. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Like it just <laughs> the spirit of the building. Yeah, those kind of those kind of people is like this. This is like a simple transaction. I'm asking nothing of you, and yeah. you're just making it horrible. Yeah. That being said, I also have a box service. Yeah, and I love them. They're yeah. great. I highly recommend it. Yeah, when you find a good one, that's nice. It's a nice thing. Yeah. Do you have a, a mailbox that is not your home mailbox? No. Because if not, I bet you feel super left out of this conversation. I do. Yeah. With it. Yeah. It's only the cool kids doing it. <laughs> People always ask that when they want to send me stuff. Like, you probably wouldn't. I'm like, send it right to my house. I firmly, I hmm. feel pretty confident so people trusting. are going to come and kill me. Uh, <laughs> and if they do, like, they kind of earned it. They, yeah. like, get a flight. Way to and, go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that if Allison wasn't, a woman, I would feel more comfortable with it, but I think I just—I don't know. I—I I, I don't want anyone. But then you wouldn't her. have a yeah. baby. It would be tough. Yeah. It would be a different situation. My life would be different. Let's just be honest. Well, if our, she was a man. Our deal was our mail service was so poor. They mm-hmm. like we had a check come in the mail, and we were in an apartment building, and the and like the check was just on top of the block of mailboxes. Yeah, and it was like. It's on top of the mailboxes. Our number's right below it. You couldn't have just slid it in? Yeah. Like, oh, what are you doing? And that's the other thing. We've had packages stolen a lot. Yeah. So it's, so it's more like stuff like that where they marked it as delivered and then didn't deliver it. And then for me to be oh. like, you need, you still need to deliver the package. Like, well, we marked it delivered. I know, but it's not there. <laughs> well, why would they mark it delivered? I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Anyway, so we were. I was like, I'm getting a box. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. So... Daniel has also become the reluctant uh, person who picks up the mail from the box, too. Because now that I've had the baby, sorry, guy with eight followers, but here it comes. I'm on oh, the... Oh, he's got three Wait, more followers? Up. <laughs> oh, did Christ. I say eight? Yeah, in oh. this time. <laughs> You're doing all right. Stick with it, buddy. All publicity <laughs> works. Negative tweets are paying off. <laughs> I, I followed him in the half line. You got like, <laughs> <we're> talking. <laughs> I meant five. Maybe uh-huh. I'm hungry. I don't know where eight came from. Um, <laughs> <laughs> be a cold day in hell before that guy. And yeah. how close are those five hanging out where they see him tweeting negative shit to a new it's mother? A, it's it's like, a tight community right. <laughs> of just mother haters. <laughs> I have since having this baby. I've left the apartment four times. Congratulations! Four times. Wow. That's yeah. not including the three walks that we went on. Well, once a week. Yeah, it works out. Does that? Does that include going to the hospital to go into labor? Five. Wow. <laughs> no. Wait, we've been to the pediatrician three times, actually. So five times. We've been three times? Yes, because we went to the first uh, oh, and then to appointment be and then to be weighed, and then, and then the third. The, yeah. yeah so and three. then I've been to this uh, the breastfeeding support group, and then the mommy and me support mm-hmm. group, five essentially. Times. So, five times. Yeah. Wow. Yep. A, very ca- a lot of cabin fever happening. For yeah. who? Not for, for me. me. For it, what's weird is I'll be like, "Oh, I haven't left the apartment literally, and not even to take a walk. I have literally not stepped outside in to a week, be fair, and I'm fine with it." To be fair, it's weird. You didn't leave the house a lot before the baby. Either. No, but it's more so now because I mean, yeah. I used to do stuff like go to the grocery store. When? Oh, I guess with me, you would. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you'll I get used to there. take Wendy out more often. You'll get there. Yeah. Eventually, you'll just get more comfortable and yeah. just go do it. But just I, get, I'm that way. I'd stand for days if Jenna wasn't like, you need to leave the house. You have to get out and see the sun. Yeah, I am a so. person who is pretty okay with going long stretches without yeah, me mixing it up. Me too. There's, there are people, like 
my sister's one of them who she be she really needs to get out like each day. She gets antsy and she does not like to be cooped up and she needs to see people. It's more extroverted. Once Elliot turns five, you're gonna have to drive him to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. <clears throat> okay. Unknown Chico IT guy says when using a bag to clean up my dog's business, I won't touch anything with that hand until I get home and wash it. No. Mm, oh, <laughs> it's reasonable, should. but yeah. yeah, you're you're just a better person than everyone, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I do smell my hand a lot though. Just in general and also <laughs> to see if the if the stench has transferred. Sometimes just to see did it get through mm-hmm. the bag. How permeable is this bag? Right. Yeah. And then when it does transfer, it's like Oh, so are there tiny poo particles on my hand? Yeah, probably. Probably. Oh, well. Pipernicus says, just me or everyone, used to bite two different Skittles in half and then stick the halves together to make <laughs> one multi-flavor Skittle. It is a crime. <laughs> Skittles reanimator over here. Yeah, you know? It is a crime that I we're doing this. I would cat's claws. And of course, the Skittles too. Yeah. But uh... Skittles the cat. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what I was going to say is it's a crime to be doing this one without Jenna here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. She like would have that, a yeah. lot of opinions on this. We might have to redo um, this one. Yeah, we have to. Table I don't know if she. I don't know if she would do that. She would eat them together for sure. But I don't know if she would. Well, I think once I did time. a similar thing with Oreos, and mm. it was so ungodly boring. Even as a kid, <laughs> a I, lot of work. Was, yeah, just, <laughs> we, we because all the Oreos same. are the same too. So yeah. it's like what. I don't know what I was thinking, but I, I had to try it. Two Oreos, right? <laughs> They're just like the original Oreos. <laughs> Look at that! That's yeah. what I was gonna say because there weren't different flavored Oreos back when you were doing this, right? Oh, I mean, this was again. It was exceptionally <laughs> not a lot to do in Reno <laughs> <laughs> when you're a kid. <laughs> Um, what do you do? It. I play it with Oreos. I'm fine. <laughs> Playing with Oreos. The thing about the Skittles thing is, like, you could just eat the two Skittles. Yeah. Yeah. Same effect. I do kind of appreciate mm. that I, there had to have been a desire at one point for like, it would just work better if I put some <laughs> super glue on this, but I don't want to risk it for <laughs> chemicals. <laughs> Can this sugar sort of heat yeah. up or is how it am I going to make it tacky? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that had to have been very frustrating to get yeah. them to stick together. Right, right. Cause, and I also I imagine like your hand would be so wet from mm-hmm. drool at this point. I don't know. I don't know why you're drooling on your hand, but I just because you can't of, wait. Yeah, you can't wait for it. Now <laughs> I'm drooling all over intrigued. it. You cut them in half, and then you probably lick it like a stamp and stick them together. Oh, I know why your hand's yeah. covered in spit because you bit them in half. So you're yeah. having to get your fingers close to your oh, teeth. I'm thinking you small. might want to go with a knife. Oh no! But oh, he said yeah, no. he used to bite two different skittles you, in half. Do you guys ah. eat your skittles with a fork and knife? <laughs> <laughs> Just me or everyone. <laughs> Maybe he's like digging the well before he's thirsty. Like he makes a bunch of them and makes a bowl and puts them away. And now he has a bunch use. of Like he's not just that eating them as he goes. That is more insane. Yeah. yeah to me, more that's insane. more insane. Yeah. And if you how- went over to someone's house and they had a bunch of 50-50 Skittles. <laughs> <And they laughs> get the fuck out slobber, of there. <laughs> slobber covered 50-50 Skittles. Hey, guys. Wait. Hmm, I don't recall this at Target. <laughs> hmm, there are teeth marks in these. How did you get that? Is this 50-50 Skittle soup? What's going on here? And if they haven't, it's weird. I'm not the biggest, I'm not the biggest Skittles eater, and yet I seem to know what happens to Skittles when they've been in saliva too long, because they would start to get like that naked Skittle yes. color. Oh, beige. yeah, that whitish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we all know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to find out at some point in your life. Yeah. What is the Skittle after a few seconds in the mouth? <laughs> <laughs> is it still a Skittle? <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> Shanna, 
Yeah. It's food we're talking about. This is important. (laughs) (laughs) Robert Paulson says, keep hitting the back arrow while viewing Twitter screenshots before I realize it's a photo and remember to hit the little X. Yes, a thousand times over. Do you know what? Screenshots? Okay. So like you're on Twitter and you look at a photo. Yeah. But it's. A, of a, it's a screenshot. Oh, oh, oh. So then, then you're trying to hit the back arrow, but you can't. Oh, yeah. It's a photo. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've all I've been done, there. Yep. We've done that. Mm-hmm. Panda <laughs> Elephant 13. Just mirror everyone. Getting near the bottom of an antibacterial wipes container is hell. All that liquid swishing around, the few wipes left. I've never had this experience. No. No. I don't use those. I was always perplexed, Richard. and I feel weirdly bad for the box that holds trash bags. When it's empty and you have to throw it into the trash bag, mm, like cannibalism or <laughs> yeah, it's just like very, yeah. It's like it's like the trash. It was it's like making the uh, box of trash bags dig its own grave. Yeah. And now now you go in it. <laughs> you <laughs> thought you were safe right. down there yeah. under the sink. Now look at you. Yeah. You'll just be dig. eaten by your children. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Terrible. So sad. I never really thought of it that way. I always think of it. It's 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 an absurd thought that I wish wouldn't pass through my head. But I, I almost apologize. Sorry about this, buddy. You used to control these things. Uh, you know what I don't like? <laughs> I contained you once. <laughs> so the little wastebasket in the bathroom with the little can liner and the mm-hmm. box that sits there, when that is empty... It feels wrong to put that into the bathroom trash, but not for the reason you're talking about, your empathy for the trash box, as much as just it's too big for that little can. Yeah. 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 It would take up too much real estate in it there. It would. You'd have to throw, you'd have to throw it out in the kitchen trash. You should give them like a little honorary service, like, thank you, sir. You yeah, yeah. held these bags well. <laughs> we appreciate the time that you spent here keeping these bags all contained. You've done your job, and now it's time for you to go <laughs> to Valhalla. We're going to put you on a funeral pyre. and you on I should start That's burning right. them. Or folding them up and putting them in the recycling, even if they're not welcome there. Like I just don't want you to have to see... The other guys. Or or just throw it away separately. It's like it has its dignified own yeah. uh, disposal. Yeah. You could burn it and throw the ashes at sea. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm leaning toward now. <laughs> like a Neptune society for people's boxes of trash bags. You just go around and collect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you have these complicated feelings about other items in your kitchen? No. No, no, just, no, no. just that box. one. That's the one that stands out. I'm, maybe there is one that I'm not thinking of, but yeah, that that one stands out. Yeah, interesting. It, it makes me think of when I was a kid. We were trying to throw our trash cans away, and it was oh, like, oh, yeah. it was like how really do do tough. That? Of like, how do you throw your trash can away that's also holding the trash? Right, you put a sign on it, trash. And- Trash guy goes, yeah, like, I yeah, know. No, I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I dumped no, it in. No, this can, can itself you. is trash. Yeah, we got new cans. How do we tell you that? So my dad just spray painted take me on it, and they took them. Nice. There wasn't just some they were like They were like, oh, my it. God, this trash can is precious. He, he learned how to spell and became self-aware and what? wrote on himself, I'm taking this home. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would probably destroy it somehow to make it clear that it's not, like I would try to maybe try to, you know, Break it down. Break it down. I don't know. I don't know. That I'd sounds shoot hard. Shoot that some bitch yeah. full of bullets. <laughs> and take it out in the desert and I'd shoot it. Yeah, it's a good idea too. Beth Weiss says, "Every time I get a thank you note, I get the urge to thank the person who sent it, but that seems like an endless cycle." Just get sucked into a, a vortex. A thank you loop. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Cards. Very close to the uh, relating loop. I know yeah. it is. 
uh, I have that as well. But I mean, not really. But so just I like, feel like, like thank you notes are rare these days. So right. it's like, oh, thank you for your, you know. So the thank you, so there's the thank you note, which, you know, has on the front some script that says thank you. It's nice. And then yours is thank, and then the you is all caps. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you yeah. is the thank you Underline. for the thank you card. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> but if you did that and then you didn't get another one, I think I would feel like, oh, I got left high and dry. That's why you have to get a no thank you card, which is the third follow-up. Okay, so let's act this out. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. See, that's then the... Yeah. I well, think it'd be funny to throw a twist <laughs> in there and send them one that just said, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone too far. <laughs> oh, we could do that one. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. No, no, no. Then you have to be like, no, you go fuck yourself. Okay, honey. <laughs> Okay. We get the joke, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hansi Copperfield says. <laughs> See, the audience. They like it. They're eating it up. They like it. They're not hemorrhaging at all. No. <laughs> wonder about after if wonder about after I die if folks will have fond memories of me and which will talk shit. Mm. Hmm. I. This is not exactly that, but when I was little, when I would get really, really, really mad. I would imagine if I died and, well, no, this is two thoughts separately. This is not quite related, but I've gone this far. I'd imagine if I died, like, oh, my parents would be so sorry. And then I would imagine the funeral for child me and like how terrible my parents would feel because, you know, I had offed myself because they wouldn't buy me a puppy or whatever it was. Um, But then also I think, yeah, as a younger person, I used to imagine like what would everyone would say if I had died? I haven't, I haven't had those thoughts in a long time. I don't think I think about that at all. I think about how temporary it is that we're all existing at the same time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a handful of artists in or people, you know, uh, tyrants, leaders, people like that have statues, have like lasted and made their way into our consciousness. And yeah. the vast majority in the billions are not thought thought of ever again. Yeah. And we are among that group. Even even if you're making a lot it's, of cool stuff. Speak speak for yourself. <laughs> like it's, if yeah. I just I think it's a fool's errand to think that like, oh, you know, in fifty years and people are looking back, like, I'd stop you there. No one's there's so much stuff. We're creating like yeah. ten exabytes of data like yeah. every day as humanity. There's no way people are gonna go digging back through that. Right. There's so much noise. Yeah. The I actually with the baby i've started to think a little bit about that and i today i was thinking um because he was born two years shy of what my grandfather my grandfather's 100th birthday right so it was like he was my grandfather was born in 1919 and he's born in 2017 and i was thinking in a way like he'll eh, you know there's something weird about that where you're like oh he's gonna be like have my grandfather's trajectory through the century you know yeah and um so it made me start thinking about my place in the genealogy. And it's like, I may just be like, oh, th- th- yeah, I think, because I don't know who my great, great grandfather right. was, you know, like, you just think, oh, you just sort of fade away into the genealogy as the generations move on. and Unless you you're know, like you, a president or something. Right. Unless there, you're that, there's that one, right. Yeah. yeah. Like I have, there's a composer in my family <laughs> yeah. way back. But, you know. Who, the saddest one of those is like, and to go back to his like, are people going to talk shit? Like, they're not even going to know 
at best they'll know your name. Right. Like Culver City, Culver Boulevard, Culver's Markets. Were a person. No, that's a human that like had parts of a giant city named after them. Yeah. None of us would talk. I literally have never thought about the fact that there was a person named Culver. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So Lived much of the city. It was like he's a huge imprint on the city and none yeah. of us would talk shit. We'd be like, right. I'd have no idea if it was a man or a woman. Right. Yeah, like Doheny and Huntington and um, uh, Angeles, Los Angeles. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, but like, yeah, so many of these were like big towering figures of Southern California and you don't know who they are. You don't know who Huntington was. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It but but made... anyway, tweet guy, uh, Hansi Copperfield will be, Hansi Copperfield is a gal? Mm-hmm. Apologies. We will be talking shit about you when you pass away. <laughs> Just for the sake of it. Shouldn't we? Be <laughs> At least nice they'll be talking. Hey, you know what? what she wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least we're remembering her. Yeah. yeah. At least they're talking about her. <laughs> yeah but and we'll have to teach our children to do that as well so that it exists beyond one step well the other thing though is um it, it's almost like the same but in a weird way different in that the reason i don't remember my great great grandfather is there's no pictures there's no record of their lives you can't you know, read this, his tweets well this is it we're talking about the 19th century you know <laughs> But but yeah, honey, like all of our shit is going to live in perpetuity online. Like, you know, three generations from now, presumably there will be a way for them to Google. Their, They'll and, listen to this episode. And, and listen and hear all of the inane and see all the stupid shit but that you like, said. But they did mean. There's it no did way. Mean they, well, they face. could, though. They could. They could. But all this data is just going to be so obnoxious. Then. Mm-hmm. I mean, when people are in cool VR worlds and, and Zoom, maybe they can go through and virtually look at it and kind of hear it just a snippet yeah. and or maybe it will be you know our eh, anyway that just seems they'll right. be looking at porn yeah. yeah they're not gonna no one's gonna take the time like all right i've got 237 free hours i'm gonna dig into like a number of podcasts for a while <laughs> that's yeah there's like so much content that we're creating but more will be created after they're never gonna it'll be like weird like nerdy historians that listen to this podcast in the future, you know, yeah. like the guy, some guy at Cambridge or something who's doing some <laughs> study on early 21st century yeah. media will listen to this and They're, no one else. I wonder what the number is of like 15 to 25 year olds who are getting really into like, I love Lucy right now. <laughs> there have to be a few of them that suddenly like she's, Lucy Ball is a huge deal to them. So yeah. she does kind of live on. But everyone that was around at the same time as her is like, she's right. the most amazing right. person. What was on after I Love Lucy? No one fucking remembers. Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Thinking about all this makes me so tired. And you know what I like to do? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you know what I like to do when I'm tired? I like to crawl in, which, by the way, haven't had much of a chance to do that since the baby came. Sorry, guy who's tired of hearing me talk about my baby. <laughs> I'm ramping up. You and it's your all right. nine followers. <laughs> oh, he got another one. He's climbing. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, a thing I like to do is climb into bed with my super comfortable, super high quality, you wish you had sheets this good, bowl and branch sheets. Great sheets are the key to giving your body the rest it needs and your room the look it deserves. With bowl and branch, it's never been more affordable. What makes these sheets unique is that each one is crafted from 100% organic cotton. That means they not only feel incredible, but also look beautiful. 
like me. You're getting twice the comfort and style at half the price. You'll love these sheets. Try them for 30 nights and see for yourself. If you don't love them, return them for a full refund. Anyone who sleeps on Bowl and Branch sheets loves them. That's why they have thousands of five-star reviews. The New York Times, Forbes, and the Wall Street Journal rave about them. And even three U.S. presidents have Bowl and Branch sheets. And this podcaster. Go to Bowl and Branch dot com today and you'll get fifty dollars off your first set of sheets plus free shipping when you use the promo code Allison. That's fifty dollars off plus free shipping right now at bowlandbranch.com. It's spelled B O L L and branch.com promo code Allison. Bowlandbranch.com promo code Allison. Okay. Can I ask one of those to float out there into your um listenership when we're done with those? Yes, you, you could actually do it right now. Really? Okay, mm-hmm. this is a quick one. When I'm getting mm-hmm. in my car, whether there's traffic coming or not, so mm-hmm. I'm parked along a street. Usually, I mean, it's obviously a, a great fear if there is traffic coming, but when I open the door, I'm convinced that I'll not only be hit from behind, mm. but like sort of split in half by my door. Like just that brief moment where the door is opening, I have oh. this weird fear that always creeps in. Like, huh. oh God, if someone hit me right now, I would be like sliced on the door. Huh. You ever think I've never that? thought about the slice in oh, half. Oh, because the no. car would push you into the door? Right, right. yeah. I've never thought about that, but Sorry now to I will. Sorry no, no, it's, it's, it's good. I need a new one. It's, good. <laughs> it's like when you need a new band, <laughs> a band to listen to. I need something new to worry about. Um, hmm. But I bet someone has had that thought. I'm curious. It's a, it seems asinine, but yeah. it's weird because it's such a brief, this is a millisecond. Like Once I get it, for, like okay, good. If they hit me now, it'll propel me into the car. But it's when it's right at that middle spot. <laughs> yeah, I'll still be dead, but I won't be in halves. <laughs> um, do you stand in like a weird way to open the door so that you're you're uh, reducing the chance of this happening? I think I'm just overly cautious that no cars are coming. Well, that, that seems um, good. I think so. Yeah, maybe that's all it takes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always thinking that I could get hit every time I open the door when I park along the street. It's always a thought. Yeah. Um, even when there's no traffic, it's weird. Yeah, I'm strangely calm about the idea of. So I've parked, and I'm going to open my door, and I'm trying to time the opening of the door to no cars going by. But for a second, when I'm sitting in there with the car door open, I'm like, hope my door doesn't get knocked off with by, mm-hmm. by a car. Yeah, yeah. Because, but, but if it's I, to my mind, it's like, but I would not be in danger because I'm still in the car. Mm-hmm. Danger would be coming close. Like their mirror might swipe me. Yeah. I was driving uh, in a narrow street a while ago, one of those where you have to go very slow and go past the person, mm-hmm. and uh, there's plenty of space, and then the person, like, there was just this loud bang, and it freaked me out. They had reached up and swatted my mirror. Oh, what? my God. Yeah. It's, it scared me. I was like, ah! <laughs> and then I was furious. Like, I yeah. wanted to speedily go backwards and chase them down and be like, Hey! But they were wow. gone. They were gone down this narrow street. It was so frustrating. Was it a person on a bike? No, it was a person in a car, and their window was lower than mine, so they just <laughs> reached up and hit it. And Why? the sound, like, I have no idea. I think maybe they, I have no, I don't know. Maybe, huh. your, maybe your mirror hit their mirror. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, that, their mirror, and then I. That happens in my neighborhood a lot. Yeah, it, it, that wasn't the sound, though. And the mirror didn't, like, you know, they can move in a little right. bit or whatever. It didn't, like, you know, that would have created a flap, like, uh, that sort of thing. This was, was more of a hand slapping your mirror. There was a peripheral m- movement, too, that I knew. Like, it took me a second after I heard the sound, after it scared me, like, oh, that was an arm. And it, okay, that's what happened. It was so odd. So Wait, sorry. Wait, I, I, 
sorry, listeners, we have to go through this again. My brain <laughs> is putty right now. It was a narrow street. You're going one direction. It was this car going, going the, the opposite other dr- direction. Oh, right. I see. So sometimes people will stop, which we had done, and then they were creeping along. And then I felt like, okay, we're, we safely have enough room. Correct, so I started yeah. creeping along. And you feel like maybe he or she Disagreed. didn't think that. Or? Taking, I guess yeah. if it's in LA, they're probably mad thinking you're mad. And so it's like, well, fine, I'll just hit your mirror. Because yeah. I did that where like okay. I was backing up and someone else was backing up at the same time in a parking lot. And I was like ready to drive forward and they were coming at me. Mm-hmm. And I just stopped like patiently like, oh, no problem. I'll just wait until you pull out of the way. And as she's pulling away, she just gives me the finger. <laughs> and, <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, wait, I, I wasn't even mad. I wasn't like <laughs> throwing my arms up like, oh, we're both backing up. I'm so mad. She just <laughs> flipped me off and, and drove how away. D- how dare you be nice to like, me. That pisses so much, me off. So much anger, like yeah. right out of the box. A lot of anger. And I felt like, hey, I'm being really patient. I'm really zen today. Yeah. And I wasn't even rewarded for it. I always am, I always laugh when someone flips me off. It never yeah. upsets me. It's always just a, fu- a crazy thing that <laughs> makes me laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, sometimes I deserve it, but like, it's just, you don't get flipped off unless you're in a car. So it just yeah. seems so odd. Yeah. Like, well, you just flipped me <laughs> off. Like, what the fuck? You know? Like, I always think about that where, like, uh, because that space that is a car allows us this weird level of familiarity where someone will go up, like, on the curb yeah. an inch next to you where their window is, like, six inches away from your car. Yeah. But if someone at a grocery store did that <laughs> right. aisle, right. Like, so you'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Just wait five seconds. And they'd just be holding their breath, like, I can get past you. Like, just put Pushing their cart, like squeezing it, like, just, like <laughs> what? <laughs> you just don't make eye contact with me. I'm not really yeah. here. Like, there are these cocoons around right, us. That, that thing, right, that thing us. where you're like, "What are you doing?" And they're just looking away, like, "Oh, I'm just my eyes are on the road. I can't look." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's weird. The car gives us some immune immunity. Absolutely. To, yeah. There's a window here, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Corey Jackson says. The least believable thing on screen is a fridge that doesn't involve kids knocking things over as they reach for ketchup. Mm. Um, the least believable thing on screen. And there's more is unbelievable fridge. things on screen. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you any see of us see Game of Thrones where that dragon flies around. <laughs> what about it? It's slightly more believe- unbelievable than it's historical. Say, ketchup. It's historical not- <laughs> fiction. Whatever. Anyway. Um, ketchup didn't get knocked over. I'm changing I the like, channel. I think I mean, what I this person's what getting she's saying, at, she's saying so. kids can't be trusted in refrigerators. Is or or just like the life is sloppier than it's presented. Like if a real refrigerator is a lot messier than what you see on screen. Is is ketchup a, a primary shelf item or a door <laughs> item? In our it family, should be a door it's item. a door item. It should be. Oh, that's good. I feel like we don't yeah, properly right? utilize the door versus the inside. It's yeah. a real the organization anything of our goes fridges. in there. It <laughs> leaves a lot to be desired. It's a Condiments are yeah, really in so. with the milk, and you know, got a whole shelf where I can't it. believe it's not butter. <laughs> no, not really, but there's a sort lot. Of. Are there a lot of moments in film and television I'm missing where kids are just rifling through refrigerators? Oh, yeah. yeah, refrigerator. The movie was <laughs> <laughs> nothing but. There's this Sunny D commercial where they open yeah, it. That's, that's right. I'm, I'm, yeah. I got some that, purple I stuff. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably. Oh some yeah. Drink. They're probably thinking of refrigerators in like commercials, right? Where yeah. it's like, give me some Sunny D or whatever, and it's just like a pristine mm-hmm. shelf or something, and not knocked over ketchup. I get, or maybe like no. In, the things are getting knocked over on the way to the ketchup. 
the kids are reaching for the ketchup and knocking things over on their way. What Just is she a, watching? A this hand is so thrust into the She's watching, I think she's talking about any refrigerator where you don't see that happen. So to her, nothing else in cinema right. I think is it's less believable than a refrigerator where a child's <laughs> hand is not knocking things over. And more than that, every single time one of her, and I hate to say this, but clumsy children <laughs> yeah. reaches into their refrigerator. Yeah, what's up with your kids, It's just chaos in there. Sweetie, yeah. if the mustard, if you could just... <laughs> Oh, again. Just Not on TV, it. this doesn't happen. <laughs> Corey Jackson. I. Oh, what are you getting? The, Get the what milk? You're saying. Yeah. Oh. I feel you. And lastly, Hansi Copperfield again says When my hands are full and my fob won't open my apartment door, I think it's a good fucking thing someone isn't trying to kill me right now. Mm. What kind of fob situation do you have? Is what I want to know. Because isn't that like a keyless entry thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People for have the, those for their apartments? Yeah, I did in Chicago. Really? I used That's to have so them for cool. the gate to get in. Mm-hmm. Not my actual door, but yeah. Not the, the actual gate. door. I've yeah. I've led a fobless existence. It's awesome. I like I like a good fob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You live a, a fob full existence or a fobless? Fob full. He fob was full. once fob full. Yeah, my apartments in fob Chicago rich. had them where you would you just get it close to the pad for the door and it would unlock. That's huh. so cool. That is cool. Yeah, I like to. But apparently, way. it doesn't work sometimes. Like specifically when someone's trying to murder yeah, you. Yeah, I wonder if like this person's like you, you know your hands are all full, so you're trying to get close to the neighborhood, or like it's still in your pocket and you're like trying to push your hip to the wall, mm-hmm. and then yeah, you're gonna get murdered. So, <laughs> I don't, you gotta I, be I careful will, with that stuff. I will do that thing sometimes where I will pretend that there's danger and see. If under the circumstances, I can quickly get in things unlocked and into yeah. the house, and yeah, you know, like can Magnum I? Pi was the best at that. <laughs> was... Yeah, yeah, because he would always be just focus. Don't worry about the dogs that are running toward you. Just focus right here on this key. There you go. Put it right in that lock. And he, he would, would do say, that. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to rewatch some Magnum Pi. <laughs> I do that. I feel like car. he would be good at that because, mm-hmm. like, I was specifically told getting my driver's license in Chicago, never get to your car and then find your keys. Always have your keys before oh, yeah. in case someone's like going to carjack you or whatever, rob you. Mm. And so that was like, so if I'm carrying stuff to the car, like from the grocery store and I get there and I don't have my keys out, I go like, Alan, you dumb idiot. You, this is the time you die. And then, <laughs> and then I give myself a lecture in the car. That's good. So it's a slippery slope. It is. <laughs> well said. Did you hear it, Daniel? Yes. This is going to come alive for listeners. Did you hear a sound like something was being knocked over? Yes. But nothing... It could be Wendy. It, but she's right under me asleep. Oh. It's one of those... Maybe he sneezed. Those Maybe children I was going to say, has. yeah. Did Elliot sneeze? He's reaching for ketchup. Oh, my mom coughed. Oh. No, it really sounded oh, like... Oh, wait. Did Elliot cough or did you cough? You did. Thanks for ruining the podcast, Mom. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> I, you know, I thought it would be okay, Allison. And. Well, it's fine. You guys I have a dog to tell you about. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. A doggy dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. That's what you are. Poop on your bed. You are a pooch. An ugly mutt. You come inside. You come inside. Poop on your butt. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Dog, 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 dog. That's what you are. That's what you are. Leroy is a nine-year-old pit mix 
Um, he had a very difficult past and lived in a hoarding situation. He was caged in the dark for years, which is really awful. Oh. But despite his horrific past, today he is a sweet, silly dog who just needs a comfy couch and family of his own. He is nine years old and great with all humans, but needs to be the only animal in the household. He's available for adoption through the Animal Aid and Rescue Foundation. Um, and Leroy can be found on www.myaarf.com. My arf, M-Y-A-A-R-F dot com. Um, and, or he also has a Facebook page, which I'll link through, or I'll link to, because there's all sorts of numbers and things that will make it difficult to tell you what it is via the podcast. Um, but I will, in the episode summary, uh, I'll have a picture of him and I'll also link to the Facebook page. And there's lots of pictures on there with, and with, uh, celebrities, news anchors, Seahawks, and such. So Leroy has uh, rubbed shoulders with a number of of uh, luminaries, but still he needs a home. So check Leroy out. So he's in um, Washington. I'm going to guess in the Seattle area. I mean, Washington isn't that big. I'm joking. It's pretty big, actually. Um, but yeah, so he's in the Seattle area. Check him out. Okay. I realize... So we'll bring this to a solid landing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I lost my way at some point there, and I decided that I'm just going with it. I'm going with the fact that I've lost my way. I lost my train of thought. I began saying a bunch of circular things. To be fair, you have not slept hardly at all. In a month. Yeah. So, well, we could just like let this go like this until people. Well, I did promise three hours of solid entertaining podcast and five more hours of us talking mm-hmm. so here we go here i think you go. guys are doing remarkably well for having a, a new thank you drink. thank you i'm finding that i can actually live off of four hours of sleep which well, is surprising to me it's weird when you get excited about a solid two-hour stretch because <laughs> before that would have made me cry uh-huh. and now i'm like oh my god i got like three hours yeah amazing yeah it's, it's a real happening. gift it just makes me uh. cranky, though. I hit a wall of crankiness mm-hmm. in every evening, I'd say. And I'm just a complete asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for Daniel. Thank you. <laughs> it happens. You don't get cranky the way I do, though. A little bit. Mostly I get, yeah, I get pissed off, but I just try to contain it. Try not to project it out onto you guys. I just Battle up that rage. <laughs> yep. Just put it in a fucking dark <laughs> corner and close the door and let it come out <laughs> randomly throughout the day. <laughs> <laughs> like when you're looking at Twitter or watching the television. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I, I, it's funny. I don't know when you could probably tell me when. Pass! Pass, pass, pass it! Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, uh,. I think, yeah, what makes me angry these days? I feel like I don't have enough energy to be angry. <laughs> That's part of it. It's like I'll get mad and then it's like... <sighs> I, you know what? I, I'm angriest the moment I have to wake up at 4.30 a.m. or something. Yeah. You know, when you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. fuck you. You know, and then you're like, wait, okay, no, I can't be like that. You know, <laughs> But it's so painful. I've actually seen that transition in you. I've seen you have like the weight of the world 
on you. <laughs> and then from the time you get up to the time you come over to my side of the bed and pick up Elliot, you've changed. Yeah, because I'm just conscious of like... you're not going to take it out on him. I can't be like this by the time I pick up the baby. So get it, get it under control. Yeah. You know, but it's tough. Al, you probably know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm. if I get woken up early, I'm like royally ticked off. Yeah. yeah. And especially like if I get up in the morning to run, the, when, I, when I would work out, I would just be like, until I was in it. And then it's like, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Cause, I'm mad for the first like 10 minutes. Right. Because it's like. Mad. You're, um, every, any state you're in kind of desires to stay in that state. Yes. And you're, but your brain is like a dog that you can bring along with you. So, so if you, you know, if you're sleeping, you want to stay sleeping. But if you start to jog, then your brain will catch up and then you'll be fine. Like right. you'll be, now I'm a jogger and I'm, you know, okay, this is me. This is what I do. Um, you're not like that fucking sleeping asshole before, you know? <laughs> like he's such a lazy son of a bitch. It's weird, you know? Yeah. yeah. You guys, thank you so much for being on the show. David, thank you so much it for coming. It was wonderful to be here. Thank you. Beautiful baby. Glad I got to finally meet him. Yeah, thank you nice meeting hero. you too. Listeners, <laughs> thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend.